0: This time on Matters, Charles Mansion. Until the light takes us. Do Christians really enjoy heavy metal? All this and more on this exciting episode of
1: Matters. matters.
0: <laughs> nice. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to them. I'm Matt Noss. Across from me at the table is my good friend
1: Matt Rose. How you doing, Matty? I'm all right. You... I didn't even think about yawning. You did so well. I'm i did. So proud I did. I did so great.
0: We, we are reverse <laughs> Pavlov's dogging you, uh, where you hear a bell and you don't do anything. Um, is that a reverse Pavlov's dog?
1: Nope, but it's all right. <laughs> don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> uh good week so far matt
1: uh it's, it's a week it is so a week yeah it is a week but we let's get right into it let light this candle <laughs> <laughs> who is this character i don't
2: know
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh I, for a second i it's thought like you were the, the bad guy from mad max or something <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is my brother <laughs>
1: relax uh, onerous jesus i need <laughs> I need drivey fuel
0: um, <laughs> oh. unleaded a high octane you know our guest as one of the hosts of the discography discussion podcast uh, if you know Roach Coach you know that we love the discography discussion and we are happy to have him on matters please welcome to the show Daniel Terry Woo! <laughs>
3: wow that was uh, way too much of an introduction for me but yeah <laughs> i'm glad to i'm glad to be here guys it's great yeah, to have you on. uh
0: thank you so much for joining us it, it was we were talking before uh, before we started the show about getting guests on and and dan did one of my favorite things ever which is just straight up ass like so, how does somebody become a guest on your show? And I was like, Oh, that's it. Thank That, you that, that so is much. literally all you have
3: to do. You've passed <laughs> the test.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, because we were talking a little bit about booking um off mic, but it's a difficult part of the whole experience with podcasting is trying to make sure because like we always do matters on Tuesday right around 7:30, 8 o'clock. Um so if somebody's like, "Well, I have a class every Tuesday," or "Well, every Tuesday I, I knit," yeah. <laughs> we're like, "Well, I guess you're never going to be on Matters then." <laughs>
3: I'm skipping my knitting class for you guys. Thank you, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. You know.
1: <laughs> um, but there, like once in a while, we've had to juggle things with one of the other podcasts where you know, we would do transmissions on a Tuesday and matters on a Wednesday or something. That is true. If if you know w- w- there were a whole bunch of, you know, like Mars was in alignment with Venus or some shit. But like, you know, typically we are always seven thirty on Tuesdays. On Tuesday.
0: Yeah. And we've been like that for over three years, which is mm-hmm. crazy. It is pretty well nice I just happen to be
3: available uh <laughs> particular Tuesday. It's funny because my wife had a court date tonight, but we uh, magically made that disappear. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Are you I some kind available. of wizard? <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was really cool. Uh, really cool, guys. I, I've been listening to the podcast for a couple of, couple of weeks now, and I, I, I'm really excited to talk about something that's not death metal. <laughs> or, or or black metal or well, Let me cool. just uh, cross oh. out all of these yeah, questions let me, let me I... cross
1: out the things I was going to talk about Oh, you um, can ask
3: whatever you want to ask but.
1: Okay, well, so one of the things that I that I did want to talk about was if you've ever seen the documentary Until the Light Takes Us I have not seen
3: that documentary
1: Okay, so it's a documentary about um, Norwegian black metal Okay Uh. Or I think interested? it's nor- I think it's Norwegian. <laughs> um, it's if it's um, black metal,
3: it's Norwegian. Yes, it's definitely, definitely metal. Norwegian if it's black metal. Norwegian, then and it's, it's not black metal.
1: It's uh, it's got um, interviews from people with uh, from Dark Throne, uh, Mayhem, Immortal, um, Emperor. Oh God, I would. Hold on, let me let me look. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it's good. got Faust. Um, Very good and it's about like how the scene took off and like kind of what happened with all the church burnings and uh, the, just that whole crazy scene um it's it's pretty nuts like if if you if you have any interest in that scene it's a really good thing to watch um just to kind of get brought up on on what people say happened versus what really happened and then to kind of get a feeling of what the norwegian media hysteria was on it it was just it was it was bananas and then to hear the people that are like actually serving time because they varg well, like the the one guy who stabbed the other guy in the head with a pocket knife and killed him. Yeah,
3: that's that's
0: Varg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I love I love that you were able to pull Varg out. Like, oh let me just yeah, check the old
3: Yeah. What's weird with black metal because we, we haven't really covered black metal on the show yet. But <laughs> it's definitely uh, it's definitely an interesting story. Um uh, because Varg Varg actually was kind of like the new guy on the scene because prior to prior to varg you had bands like mayhem which had that guy uh Euronymous was mm-hmm. in that band and they had a lead singer called dead who famously <laughs> committed Kill suicide some... yeah 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 you know, self-fulfilling prophecy and all yeah <laughs> but uh he uh yeah, he killed himself and left a note saying sorry for the mess, you know. And they and took uh,
1: they took pictures and used it in one of their album covers.
3: Like, allegedly, yeah, and it was like a it wasn't one of their official albums. It was a uh it was a bootleg. Yeah. A, a live show of mayhem. But uh but yeah, uh Varg famously killed Your Anonymous for I don't even I don't even like it's hard because I can't get into his head, you know, (laughs) of course, I'm super metal or whatever. But like (laughs) not to the point of like murdering somebody for not being super metal also. Well, but it was it
1: was so weird because like they were it was basically like a black metal dick measuring contest where it was like you're not metal enough no you're not metal enough well i'm going to plan your death well i'm going to plan your death oh yeah thunk
3: oh!
1: and like that Absolutely. was
3: it <laughs> that was
1: my plan <laughs>
3: just, just, and then he denied it at the at the crime scene you know he was like it's a it was all self defense you know
1: yeah he yeah was, yeah 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 he was
3: going to kill me you know which again it's like how how metal is that you know like <laughs> Oh, it was all self-defense, you know. When you guys really think about it, don't think about it. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Varg Varg was the sole member of a band called Burzum that released kind of that released black metal, but it was like more kind of a atmospheric kind of black metal. You know, I mean, if you can, it was like the, the Rows of, of black, black metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you could, if you could get in the mindset of Varg where you're, like, you know, in the middle of the woods and there's snow falling on you. And, you know, like, you're really into Norse mythology. And then, like, later on, Tolkien and stuff. Yep, It's really weird that, like, this scene developed from a culture of people that were more, like, into, like, fantasy role play yeah. than, <laughs> you know, like, you're more metal stuff, you know. So it's kind of weird that, like, all these nerds kind of Kind of got to a point where they, you know, felt like their stuff was like super relevant and like, <laughs> <laughs> really, you know, intense enough to 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 commit crimes and to kill people and to, uh, and to burn churches. Yeah, I was just
1: I was just gonna get to the burning churches. Where I mean, like there was there was a period of time where just churches were going up. Absolutely. And, and these churches, a lot of these churches were hundreds of years old and they just were going up and so the police were like this is bad we should not be doing this please stop doing this and i i think that maybe one or two of them were probably accidental but then like black metal kids were like oh it was me i did it i did it i did it
3: well yeah and like it's weird because like their whole thing was we want to return norway to its you know um pagan roots or whatever or satanic roots and it's weird because a lot of these churches were like 400 years old you know and a lot of these churches that they ended up burning had been pagan churches prior to the Christianity of Norway because I think they're like largely like Protestant Lutheran Mm
2: -hmm.
3: maybe a little bit of Catholic or whatever and I remember it's like by burning these churches, you guys are essentially burning away your actual heritage pagan heritage, so you guys kind of screwed the pooch on that one yeah <laughs> and, yeah
1: they it was watch the documentary i I think that you'll really get a lot out of it
3: I absolutely will i'll 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 check it out tonight after I watch uh after I listen to the Roach Coach episode <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know I think. Yeah, it's weird with, with black metal because I know a lot about it. I, I'm a avid reader, and so I, I definitely checked out the uh, uh, Lords of Chaos book that came out uh, probably about 10 years ago, which was about the rise of the satanic metal underground. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was weird about black metal in the beginning was that it was super satanic. But, like, it was satanic in, like, the Satan is your friend, Satan actually loves you kind of way, <laughs> which was weird because, like, these guys were supposed to have, like, pagan roots and some of them stuck to that, but, like, a few of them were just, like, let's be as evil as humanly possible in our lyrics. I mean, Mayhem's for like, one of Mayhem's albums was called Chainsaw Gutfuck, <laughs> so it was, like, you know, like, let's just try to be super evil or whatever. But it didn't really translate in the sense that if you're going to admit that there's a Satan and that there's a, you know, like this whole world of like Satan versus God, good versus evil thing, but you guys are totally evil or whatever. Like, it just kind of seemed kind of cheesy because like in a way it was more of like a confirmation of that worldview versus a rejection of it. And I always thought that was really interesting about early black metal.
1: Well, I don't I don't know if you're uh if you're familiar with the argument between like levian satanists and theistic satanists, satanists. Oh,
3: I'm very I'm very yeah.
1: yeah. where I I had no idea that there was like this hatred among these different groups, but then like when you think about it and you think about you know, you you look at what like a lot of um, fundamentalists view Catholics. You know, where where they just don't think they're Christians, and they and they have these ideas about them. And 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 to see this this happens everywhere, right? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter whether it's you know uh, with Judaism or with Christianity or Satanism. You're gonna get groups who are like, no you're a bunch of idiots, and then like people are meeting in back alleys with broomsticks and stuff and hitting each other and stabbing and punching. Well, it's, and my, it's my favorite Emo
0: Phillips joke. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, yeah. I know this e- joke, but Emo, tell it anyway. Emo Phillips has a joke where uh, two people of faith meet on a bridge, and they get talking, and their faith comes up, and it's like uh, one of them goes, well, you know, I'm a Presbyterian, and the other one goes, oh, my goodness, so am I. And it's like chapter forty-two. Oh, yep, chapter forty-two of the Seneca rules. Of course, of the Seneca rules, of the uh, of the left hand. Oh no, of the right hand. And I kicked him off the bridge and yelled, "Heretic!" <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's uh, that's great because that's kind of representative of Christianity in general.
2: <laughs> and
3: like, I don't, I don't make like a, a huge, I don't make like a huge. Uh, statement of it on the podcast but i am a christian um you know not not super fundamentalist at least not like i used to be but uh you know it's one of those weird things where people always ask me like what how can you be a christian and, and listen to this metal or this, this stuff that's anti-christian so like it's weird hearing other people talk about it because I, I i i like the dichotomy between the levain satanist and the you know, like the, I, the I, hate to, I hate to use this right? term, but like Christian Satanist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's the there's the folks that I guess believe that Satan is an actual entity, and if you're gonna if you're gonna make the jump to say that that exists, then you have to you know kind of accept everything that goes with it. Whereas the Levian sat- Satanists are interesting to me because it's more of the atheist yeah. Satanist. Satan is, like a, Satan
1: is you, right? Like you're, yeah.
3: right? Yeah, <laughs> Satan is yourself in you. You know, like actually lives, you know, in this in this place where you you reject the rules of traditional Christianity. You reject, you know, all that. It's it's basically based on you can do whatever you want to do as long as it's not harming other people. Yeah, you know, and and uh, I, I mentioned this on a podcast probably a few months ago where you know I said that like. I don't have a lot of issues with the Levayan and Satanists because a lot of what they believe is kind of, you know, parallel to to the Christian belief of, you know, don't hurt other people. Live your life the best way you think you can live it. And, you know, don't don't basically don't be a dick. Is Yeah, right. <laughs> <is what laughs> that
0: That's pretty much the golden rule, right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: right. Don't be a cock. Yeah, like, <laughs> and that—that uh, that was what was so interesting about all this black metal coming out in the '90s was that, like, it was so anti-Christian that that's all it was. They didn't yeah. have yeah. like a—they didn't have like a necessarily like an identity. Or that a, was a, their
1: identity, a, though.
3: Right, like it wasn't a unique point of view, though.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree that it. it it wasn't so much that they were identifying with a particular thing as identifying against a particular thing. Right.
3: Right. And that's not like necessarily a firm foundation to stand on. Right. You know, because it's like, it's so dependent on this other belief that you as a listener have to like understand and be into Mm. to a certain extent. And like, I've always found black metal really fascinating in that, in that, uh in that way and it's weird too because like my personal history is I've always been like a christian metal fan
2: mm-hmm.
3: and that's something that we talk about on the podcast we get a little bit of flack about it every now and again because we'll talk about like a christian metal band and then the next week we'll talk about deicide or you know <laughs> <or> whatever <laughs> you know and uh and I always give it all a fair shake you know so like our Christian listeners are always like, he's giving these Christian bands a a, a fair shake, but there's an equal amount of people. that are like, how do you really, you know, how, how do you quantify your beliefs with this stuff that you're listening to or whatever? And I'm like, you know, dude, it's, it's just a podcast, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> well, there There not...
0: is, there is a big thing because, you know, I identify, I identify as a Christian, but I do, I, I have lived large portions of my life where I would say I was not practicing or not participating or not anything. And I just no. found, Oh God, like everybody. Right. <laughs> but I just found that f- my life worked better when I was living that way. And that's about all I ever really say about it because I'm not out proselytizing about it. I'm not handing out pamphlets. I'm not saying like, well, you know, Dan, you need to say a couple prayers after listening to that deicide record. You know, like because I <laughs> burn I, the record, burn <laughs> it, because I also I think that's wholly incongruent. I I don't think that there's a lot of conversation that could be had that would be of that would be deeper that would be any kind of connection if that's what you let off with well it's like well I think what you're listening to is garbage and uh <laughs> it's like the moment you hear that you're like well then fuck I'm gonna you, turn fuck you, off. you how about yeah, that yeah. how's that feel
3: right I mean it largely is garbage but yeah like um <laughs> uh, you know that that's the whole weird thing about it is that like there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff that comes with Christianity like I I grew up in a Pentecostal household, that was no music, like no rock music. Oh wow! Uh, no, te- no television. We didn't have a television in the house, and it was very strange. Like we, you know, all rock music with like drums was the devil's music, and mm-hmm. uh, and all this weird stuff. So it's it's kind of weird where I'm at now because I came, I, I abandoned religion a hundred percent. Probably around, like, middle school, high school. It's weird thinking, like, really, can a 13-year-old, like, really abandon anything? Like, do they have really, you know, any kind of real insight into all this stuff that's going (laughs) on? Because it's a complex thing.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
3: But for me, it was more of a, I came back to Christianity once I met people that weren't crazy Yeah, (laughs) if that if that goes, if that makes sense, like I met people that were more like actual people and less like your diehard Bible thumping, you know, run of the mill Christians. And one of the weird things for me was that I know I said like at the beginning we were going to talk about this, but um, for me, one of the biggest attractions to me to Christianity at the beginning was the quote unquote heavy music cuz i think when i was going through my like fuck god fuck religion fuck all this stuff i was you know listening to stuff like corn and and slipknot and the stuff that was mm-hmm. popular at the time right you know and so i had this really weird view of christianity and and god and and all this stuff and i think that what was weird about it's so i got into like christian heavy bands that was, like, my first kind of introduction to, like, you can kind of have your cake and eat it, too, which I don't know theologically, like, how that works out. But, um,
1: <laughs> so you're talking about you Striper, I mean. right? <laughs> well,
3: no, not, not necessarily Striper, but... I mean, when the sweet brothers like show uh, up, everybody. Like, <laughs> but no, not, like, I'm... Iron
1: Cross or anything like that either, right? Like
3: well, I don't know. I just bought a Leviticus record online for like 15 bucks and it's called I Shall Conquer. It's from 1985. It's badass. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I think what it really is is that like, I mean, at that time I was checking out stuff like um, like P.O.D. was really big at that time. Oh, we're, yeah. We're like a Christian band, but <laughs> like they had that like they actually sounded good. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that?
0: No, you—you a hundred percent because Matt and I have made this joke. There was a rap because I never was into metal. Like I think the the history of Roach you Croach, were you
1: were not a big metal. Boy.
0: Yeah, I became a goth industrial fan uh, in my teenage years, and I listened to Ministry, but there was never like a period where I, I got into the metal. <laughs>
1: Your brother was my
0: brother more than me, that's for sure. Yeah, but he—I I would never say he was a metalhead.
1: Well, but he like he had like a Nuclear Assault album and N- stuff. Yeah, see, we had one Nuclear Assault. Record. Hey, one is more than zero, Matt. <laughs> Credibility gets you into the club.
0: <laughs> so, but like because I liked hip hop and I liked rap, uh, you know, th- there was a lot of Christian rap, but it was <laughs> the worst. And I remember <laughs> there was this band called the Firemen. And it was, like, two white dads deciding to be... Oh,
1: my God. I wish I could hear this right now. So
0: white. The the whitest thing I've ever... I mean, like, it's it's seven cases of Wonder Bread white. (laughs) And I put it in, and my brother and I are listening to it. And one of them is truly about, like, how gay people are bad. oh Oh my god i don't
3: remember that track
0: uh, like the the (laughs) rap was like god made adam and god made eve one man one woman not adam and steve
1: oh my god
3: (laughs) fuck i feel like i'm at chick-fil-a god damn
1: (laughs) i mean to be fair it rhymes true <laughs> i it, mean it's, it's repugnant but, but at least it rhymes if only true it kathy could
0: have rhymed for, <laughs> for chick oh man
3: <laughs> but yeah uh... no matt i feel you like a hundred percent on that like there's a there's a christian thrash metal band called deliverance and they have an album out called what a joke and it's one of my favorite records But there's some definitely cringeworthy moments on it where because like (laughs) bands like Deliverance were like the Metallica of Christian music, you know, and like they had a song where they're all like homo saying they're not perverted. And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) like as (laughs) as a kid. I was like, yeah, that's the, you know, that's what my parents believe. That's what I believe. Yeah, it's fine. You know? And then it's like, you live real life and you actually meet people that are gay and you're like, this is, they're just people. Yeah.
2: You know? yeah. Like, <laughs> right. you know? and, and
3: It's like one of those like weird moments where it's like, it sucks that I had this judgmental view of you before. And I'm sorry for that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I'm sorry. I, I was raised in a weird in in this weird bubble that I lived in where, yeah. you know, guys only talk to girls and girls only talk to guys and, yep, yep, you yep. know, it was one of those weird things where, you know, and, like, it was weird for me and, like, I think that's how I've gotten as far as I've gotten in metal and stuff is that it's, like, we talked about this on our previous episode, the uh, Asley Dying episode where we talked about how you know, like, you had these super heavy bands that were playing, like, metalcore and You know, and even before that, you had new metal, Christian metal bands and thrash metal bands and stuff. And it was like all super heavy and super aggressive, but it was safe. Like your parents were okay with you listening to stuff that maybe was a little bit off kilter musically.
1: But but still had the same message.
3: As long as as long as it lined up with what your parents believed. Yeah, it was okay to listen to. And, uh, and that, that's one of the hardest things that I've, that I've gone through over time because I mean, I would say as recently as like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I was still very much that person, you know, that, you know, I wouldn't listen to bands that weren't Christian bands and I wouldn't listen to, you know anything that wasn't, you know, anything that was heavy that wasn't. So it's funny when we get on a discography discussion and I talk about, like, all these bands or whatever that I've maybe only been listening to for the past 10 years or, or five years or something, you know. Like, it was like I reached a certain point where I was like, okay, I'm a little bit past this, so now I'm going to start listening to the bands that all the bands I like sound like. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, the, that was the hardest thing, because, like, I mean, I remember... I remember like circa 2001, 2002, it was all POD, Pillar, you know, uh, uh, Project 86, you know, bands like that that, you know, played like new metal, which is like the corn that I liked, but I couldn't tell anybody that I liked corn. You know, I had to tell everybody that I liked, you know, only these Christian bands. (laughs) So it's kind of funny that we've kind of got on this track, and (laughs) I apologize. I've got way too much to say about it, but. It, it's one of those it's one of those weird uh, dichotomies where it's like you're listening to the heavy music that's clearly influenced by stuff that's not religious. Right. You know, but for some reason, because Pillars talks about Jesus on their lyrics, you know, however many times per album, that's all it good.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. it said,
3: it "Okay, even though like maybe, and I'm not saying this about Pillar specifically because I don't think they said anything like that, but like we talk about like how when you accept that you're going to be a Christian rock band or you're going to be a Christian metal band or whatever, like you have to accept everything that goes with it, and sometimes some of those things kind of veer off in a weird territory, like not accepting of homosexuals or not accepting of." You know, drug use or or alcoholism. or interracial
1: marriage or something like that, right? Like, right. yeah, I, I it just to, goes in uh, weird, weird angles.
3: Yeah, and it it's like as an adult, I'm like, well, there's some stuff that these bands talk about that I don't agree with. <laughs> you know, like uh, that that mm-hmm. based on my personal experience, you know, living a life as a normal human being, <laughs> I've met a lot of different people, and I can tell you that like these evil gay people that exist aren't the people that i know that are gay you know like it's not the same thing and so it it was a really tough it was a really tough thing for me to to kind of get past that because i would say probably in like 2005 2006 as recent as that i wasn't a very fun person to talk to (laughs) in the sense that i was just trying to kind of stay like try to adhere to what my parents Mm. and the church wanted me to think versus who i actually am like what my actual thoughts as a human being are so what happened
0: like when what when did you turn a corner i guess or what I i mean we're at that point i i got i would be remiss if i didn't ask right
3: yeah right okay so I guess for me, what it was is in 2006, I started a band, or I'm sorry, in 2005, I started a band called End of Destiny, which is a Christian metalcore band. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we checked all the boxes. You know, we we talked about Jesus in our songs. We (laughs) had songs about, you know, drug abuse and alcoholism and, and all that stuff, and you know, from a Christian perspective. And we had a song about how, like, we we actually our album was called the thoughtless existence and it was the idea behind the thoughtless existence was that people that are sinners or people that do bad things live in this thoughtless existence where they just do what they feel versus what they know in their heart is right and it all sounded very good it all sounded very christian but what's weird about it is that it kind of opened up kind of a A loophole in my thinking in that, you know, we had a song where we talked about how like I don't want to think, I only want to follow God, but I don't want to use my brain to think Mm. and so it was probably I guess it was probably like in 07 maybe, where I was like holy shit, the album that I just released can be interpreted a completely different way Right. Then I thought that it could be, you know, interpreted. And that's when I really started thinking about it. I was like, maybe I was trying to tell the truth a little bit in that record, but I wasn't necessarily aware of it at the time. Because at the time, I thought I was just like, because we would write songs. Like, I'd write a song about a relationship I was in and that didn't go well. And my buddies in the band would be like, you can't write that song or we can't release that song because it's negative and it's about a relationship. And that's not what Christian music is about, you know? So we had a lot of that, you know, and the band that I was in prior to that, you know, kind of had the same thing. I was in kind of a, kind of like a new metal, metal core band. I don't want to say new metal, cause I don't want to like trigger Matt, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's one of those like, you know, weird things where I started realizing that like a lot of the stuff, cause we have a song on that record called, um, it's the title track. It's the thoughtless existence. And you know, I say like what happened to our savior, what happened to you, you know? And like I'm I'm really like confused because I stayed in that Christian bubble that everybody kind of moved away from over time. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing that like, wow, yeah, like these these lyrics are basically me being confused about like like I haven't grown up. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't mm-hmm. gotten to that mature point where i'm like okay i'm either gonna do these things that i've been taught my whole life or i'm going to do what i want to do and kind of see how it goes you know and Mm -hmm. that really um that broke me um at the time in 2005 i was running a christian metal magazine and we talked about only christian bands and it was like death metal and grindcore and black metal there. Yes. Christian black metal is actually a thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had, we had all this stuff that I talked about every month. I would I'd type up the magazine and PDF and email it out to people and stuff. And what was weird about it was that like, it was very, it was so Christian. Like I wouldn't even listen to a band that I hadn't read the lyrics to.
1: Oh, wow. Like, okay.
3: Yeah. I had to follow this, like, formula it had to it had to check all these certain boxes for it to be okay and i heard a record by a band uh called mortification it was called uh erasing the goblin which is just like like a stupid title for records <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know it was all like you know the goblin is bleeding the do- goblin is dying you know once he is dead continually erase your sin or whatever and that was the moment where I like literally like sat up from the desk and was like this is all bullshit. Like this is stupid. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't relate to me personally. It's like it's like so metaphysical and spiritual that they're like doing this like fantasy thing where like your sin is like a goblin that you have to kill. <laughs> like it was very strange and like I, I remember, <laughs> I remember just having this this intense moment of clarity where I was like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like what why am I telling people cuz I wrote a review for that record and I think I even said like it's good. <laughs> like it's really good. You guys should check it out. And then I remember publishing that episode and just feeling really bad about it. Like <laughs> this is not the person that I envisioned that I was going to be. When I graduated from high school, this is not this is not where I want to be. I don't want to be this this guy that's like listening to this stuff that's not good musically. Because like I didn't mention this, but there's like tons of like mistakes on the album. (laughs)
1: Oh, (laughs) no.
3: Just bad playing like the lead singer of the band uh, did. The lead singer of the band had cancer and his Mm. like physical. Oh,
0: my God.
3: Yeah, his physical ability really declined oh, over time. Like he he survived the cancer, which is really inspirational. And he kept putting albums out, but like all the albums you put out after he had cancer were like really bad.
2: And, like oh, it was no. it was
3: hard to you know because we we actually our second episode of discography discussion we did an episode on that band Mortification and talked about how like yeah they were really good in the nineties. <laughs> and then, you know, later on they became not so good and uh my co-host at the time was like, you know, well dude, how how are you gonna be that guy that says tells a guy that had cancer that, you know, his shit doesn't sound as good as it used to, <laughs> you know, and all that. And so it, it's definitely been kind of a struggle as far as that goes. Because like I still very much appreciate appreciate like the good Yeah Christian fans, but like I appreciate good music.
1: Yeah, a good band is a good band is a good band.
3: Right. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean or it doesn't necessarily matter what they're talking about lyrically. You know, like I talked about, you know, how you know Slipknot was great, even though they had a lyric that was like, I'm gonna slit your throat and fuck the wound, you know. But I was <laughs> like, I'm okay with that because it's so passionate, you know. <laughs> or whatever, you know. It, you still really get into the song, you know, it's not like a deal breaker. But it it's kind of a weird uh it's kind of a weird thing where I, I have held to the Christian beliefs that I had, but it's been somewhat altered since then. Like it, it definitely, I really think I reached that point in like Oh six where I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to lie to people and tell them that bad music is good just because it's got this message that I agree with and sometimes don't agree with, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And right. so I think, that, I think that was the breaking point for me where I was like, you know, I think I'm not necessarily being honest. And so I basically just, like, disappeared after that. Like, we did the magazine. We actually had a podcast back in 05, which is, like, a little bit before podcasts. And we, we talked about these bands, and we played their music, and we talked about how much we hated Catholics and all this <laughs> horrible <laughs> stuff that, like, I don't really want to, like dragged through the mud you know like i don't really want people to know that you're like
0: like, please destroy the tapes
3: yeah i'm gonna drag joe into it you know joe was part of it too but uh, (laughs) it was one of those weird things where like i in like 2016 late late 2016 joe had finally talked me into doing a podcast and I was like, I don't want to do anything because I'm I don't want people that heard our old stuff to listen to whatever we're gonna do next. And there'd be some kind of comparison or people like judge me for being such a you know, quote unquote strong Christian. Right. You know, versus versus where I'm at now and Right, because I have to
0: stuff. imagine that in that community you were a very strong voice i mean if you were if you were able to carry a zine for that long yeah and a podcast in 05 yeah like people your opinion in that circle mattered
3: it did it really did and like it's weird because like those opinions were so manufactured like i knew that i couldn't talk shit on a band like mortification because they were such a huge key player in that Christian Metal scene and you couldn't say anything bad because you had not only the fact that they were a key player but you had the fact that the guy had cancer so like you can't
0: then then you're a real piece of garbage if you make fun of this Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
3: you can't be that piece of shit you know and so I remember we did like Joe called me and was like you just come down we'll record something it'll be cool don't worry about it it's not a big thing I don't even have to post it if you don't want me to post it (laughs) (laughs) and uh i was like okay he's like and we're talking about metallica you know first episode he's like it doesn't have to be anything weird you just talk about the albums talk about how you like them (laughs) how you how you didn't like them or whatever and i was like okay all right i'll do that and so we did it we you know we recorded the 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 episode you know even though it wasn't really that to me then and we recorded it and Joe fucking two days later posted on SoundCloud. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was like, shit, okay. <clears throat> so he calls me up the following week and is like, okay, well what do you want to do next? <laughs> and I was like, uh let's fuck it. Let's talk about mortification. So we did a we did a full on like no holds barred, like exactly how I feel about it episode. You got to you got like,
0: to purge, you got to cleanse your I spirit did. on it
3: i did it's funny too because we that band has like a hundred fucking albums out and <laughs> we uh we did that and it was weird because we i listened to all of it and we had a co- we had a different co-host at the time named josh and he actually suffered through all of it too like for the first time you know very similar to very similar to matt Nas, how on roach coast he doesn't hear the albums before yeah. so we had this guy coming in fresh you know, hearing it and again, it was very no holds barred you know it was like dude this is this is not good like i'm not yeah, i'm not into this and i remember i remember starting the episode being like i'm gonna be nice because it wasn't the christianity thing that stopped me prior it was the it was the cancer thing
1: right, right.
3: that's that's what bugged me the most was like oh my god like I'm not going to talk shit about this guy who had cancer. I'm not going to do it or whatever. But like, as the, as the night wore on, it was like, I have to just say something. And then Joe actually ended up triggering me. Cause he's like, we got to that erasing the goblin album. Oh, so the one, <laughs> the one, the one. And Joe just flat out turns around and looks at me and goes, isn't this the album that broke you? <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my god yeah like you're right it absolutely did because i went i went really away from christian music after that you know like it right it was it was something to me that was just shitty that was foul that just didn't really you know and i mean obviously there's a lot of years that went by between 2006 and 2016 so it's like what happened to you in the past 10 years that would you know cause you you know and and in my mind it was one of those like well that was 10 years ago and two kids ago you know like Uh, you know we uh it was weird because when we did into destiny for a long time until about 2007 and i remember things kind of starting to crack even then like we had uh i remember we had like all these kids from like youth group like when our band first started like that was who your fans are if you're if you're a christian metalcore band or hardcore band or whatever like that's who your fans are are these are these kids that come to the youth group and i remember we printed these shirts and they had a skull on them and like all the parents were mad because there was a skull on them and you know all this stuff and we we played and we did everything we could do to be super christian we did like altar calls but like by 2007 like half the guys that were in the band prior to that weren't in the band anymore. And so like, we'd have these youth group kids come home and be all like, I'm pretty sure I saw Dan from into destiny, like drinking a whole pitcher of beer by himself. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And like, because I, because at that point I was done with it, you know, like be like, you hear, you hear these Christian bands where like, at first it's all like sugar and rainbows. Mm hmm. And then you get to like the second or third album and it's like, they're very negative of like the church and of the way people do things. And then like, hello and behold, you get to album four and they're like, we're no longer a Christian band, you know, like (laughs) it it, it turns into that. And so I think I was kind of going through that, you know, that phase where I was like, I still believe what I believe, but I'm not like a hundred percent sold on all of it, you know? (laughs) And, and I think that was the weird thing is that like we reached that dichotomy. And then after we had kind of, kind of changed that, we did, we did our last show in 2007 at cornerstone festival, which is a, Oh, that's huge. huge, Yeah. Huge Christian, you know, music festival. And then we just kind of, we got, we all, we drove home from Bushnell Illinois and we went our separate ways and then we just didn't do anything after that. And that was kind of my last, like, hurrah into christian music or christian media or anything like that and i I think it was just one of those feelings where like i kind of felt relieved afterwards because i wasn't being judged by like everybody that i interacted with
0: shit i never even thought of it that way but that is that is the real bad part and like Even when I was a kid and like way like vacation Bible school, Maddie, (laughs) there is there is this problem with with Christianity that it can become a point system. Like it's Mm -hmm. very easy just to be like, well, I'm I love my parents. I got these 10 rules. I'm doing great with them. And I'm I'm really good to my parents and I don't swear and uh you swore so you are obviously a worse person than I am. Clearly. Clearly,
1: right? <laughs> you guys obviously did not grow up Catholic. <laughs> no. <laughs> Missouri Senate Lutheran, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Very
3: good. My wife is Lutheran, so I yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, I can <laughs> you grew up in the guilt factory. <laughs> oh man, I grew up in the guilt grinder, man. I I to this day cannot laugh about something without being like, you should feel bad about that. <laughs> but <laughs> no it, it, it could be start. like one of my cats like did something funny out of be like, <laughs> you goofball uh, you're having joy, Matt. Not acceptable. <laughs> But not I, yeah, I started, uh, or I stopped, I, <laughs> I started not going to church. Uh, I, I stopped, jeez, in 2012 or so, um, where, you know, I used to go to mass every week, um, and I would, you know, pray at the drop of a hat. I mean, you know, I kept it to myself. Uh, I was... What at that time I tried to refer to as a lifestyle evangelist where, you know, I just tried to be nice to other people and do good things. And, you know, hey, guess what, friend, if you like it good, if you don't, so what? Tough shit. Um, And then I (laughs) just I just I had too many friends die and stuff where it was like I just. Can't do it, man. I like I. I just you know I read the news, <laughs> and I see you know I, I see the church defending people who do indefensible things, and I see people saying indefensible things on the news about things that aren't true. And you know, I mean, I know science. I I, <laughs> I know the world ain't six thousand years old. Come on. Um, and so what? <laughs> Look, there's a place in Kentucky we need to take you really quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, and and you know, I just I still do my best to be nice to other people, and I still you know try to do everything I did before. It just doesn't revolve around you know a crucifix. And whether I still hold out hope there's a God, sure I do, of course. You know, and I, I, <laughs> I think that any atheist, if given the choice of, what, is there an all-loving, all-powerful God who will do good things? I wish there was. I don't think there is. You know, and with me, it's like, I, I hope, but I look at how bad other people are, and it's like, eh, probably not. But, right, you know, but I you mean... you want to
3: believe it. You know, yeah. it's, it's the nice... It's the nice way out. It's the nice sugar and rainbows explanation. Yeah. yeah that I makes would, everything okay.
1: I would love to believe in unicorns, but, like, chances are there probably aren't any unicorns, right?
0: Um,
3: Whatever. I got a unicorn in my backyard right now. It's a, <laughs> it's a Missouri unicorn? <laughs> Absolutely. Come to Missouri. It's real. I promise it's not some kind of weird thing.
1: Oh well, in that case, everything I just said is completely off the table. <laughs> there you go. Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 <laughs> no it's perfectly okay.
0: Well, let's take a let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll okay. be back with uh, more manners after this. Sounds good. Welcome back to Matters. Uh, before we we move on, I just want to make sure that if we had anything else to say about what we were talking about before we went to break, uh, that we closed it out because I give the break sometimes just so if you if you have a thought that you're like, oh, I, I meant to say this, and if I don't say this, uh, I'll, I'll miss a th- I'll miss I'll miss making that point. Like it, in my head, when you were talking earlier, Dan, I was like. There's a big thing, there's a big distinction between the secular and the sacred when it comes to, like, music or art or <laughs> whatever, whereas, like, there are things that are secular that are for, that are tainted and are, could be terrible, <laughs> and then there's the sacred, the, the thing that is above, and I've always kind of scoffed at that idea, uh, mainly mainly because it's like our if you're a christian our god was involved with it all like it's not like
1: who was like oh that shit i never touched it yeah i don't even know what you guys are talking about but i i think that i have um the perspective that i have for one because even though i was raised in like a super catholic family and um you know the, a large portion of my upbringing was you know a fairly conservative catholic family um but my parents also like super believed in science Mm. and like pushed us to get really good grades in math and science and then when i went to college i was a couple credits short of minors in comparative religion anthropology and art history all which have like you know heavy religious um well i don't want to say knowledge but you know, religion plays a very, very large part in all three of those fields, right? So I know a lot about religion, and I know a lot about not just my religion, but other religions. And so that really also informed a lot of my opinions going forward after college. And then, you know, dating a a woman who was a Muslim and, and stuff also really broadened my horizons and also, you know, dating women who are atheists and stuff that that really, you know, that provides you with a much different perspective. And a counterpoint, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um but we are uh Dan, did you have anything?
3: Well, I was just going to say that like I was very heavily involved at that time from like I guess from like 2002, 2001, when I really heavily identified more as a Christian, I got really into like the spirit filled hardcore movement.
1: Oh, which was,
3: okay. Which was, uh, a genre of music more or less. Mm-hmm. And it was bands that played like, there were bands like focused and unashamed and Zayo, which Zayo is a huge thing for me. Um, if you guys haven't checked out Zeo, you need to. But uh they are they started off as like a Christian spirit filled hardcore band. But like now in twenty eighteen they're more like in line with like what I believe, you know. Like <laughs> a little bit more a little bit less like heavy on the spiritual. But uh, you know, I think at that time I think it was really easy to get really involved with that. Because like not only had I like Reaccepted God, I'd reaccepted Christianity But, like, it was in a way that made sense to me And there were bands that, you know, like Because music was always, like, a really big thing for me It was kind of like a therapy Oh, yeah, And yeah And because, like, I, you know, my parents didn't know what to do with me as a kid Because I would have these, like, spats where I'd be like really loud and violent with like other kids. Like I never like beat anybody's ass or anything, but like I, I would have issues in school and and stuff like that. And one of the things that one of the child psychologists that they took me to suggested was that like, maybe he needs to listen to more music. Hmm. And so I got, I kind of got a free pass, especially with like Christian stuff because my parents i guess in like 96 or 97 had left the church had left the the had left the pentecostal, pentecostal church. church yes and so they were a little bit more willing to accept if i listened to stuff like Zeo or focused you know that like those bands were like really extreme i mean granted 20 years later they probably don't seem as extreme as they did at the time but like they were they were hardcore, they were focused on Jesus, they were focused on all this stuff, so, like, they definitely played a huge role in, like, my development as a music fan, and I got really into that stuff, and it really, um, it really hit me hard, I mean, it helped me through a lot of really hard parts in my life, but, like, I think it was really weird, because I think around two thousand, two thousand, two 2000, 2001, 2002, like, do you guys remember when like pop punk got popular? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> and so, like, my whole dynamic, my, my whole thing yeah. in high school changed significantly because I, I was into like the Christian pop punk bands. It's like MX And, but like, the or MXPX. Um, Reliant K like those kind of bands What was
1: f- five, 5
0: Iron? Well, they were the ska band 5 Iron
3: Frenzy. Yeah. 5 Iron Frenzy. The Ws. <laughs> yes. They were I they sh- were
1: good though. I like I loved, like, loved, loved I love 5 Iron Frenzy. I was like and I still am super into punk rock. Um but I was not into I was not as into bands like um MXPX or uh 5 Iron Frenzy as you were. Yeah. But that being said, I still own uh, you know, a record or two from uh MXPX and I can remember seeing them live and it was like their fans don't take shit. <laughs> you know, you would you would go to like a um a a, a Warp tour or something and they would have MXPX there and their fans did not like being made fun of, and they would fucking fight you.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's weird with those pop-punk bands, because, like, I was into those bands, but, like, only because I thought that girls were into them. Because at the same time, I'm listening to shit like Embodiment, uh, Living Sacrifice, Zayo, like, <laughs> these really intense, heavy bands.
1: Right, right. It's Yeah, it's like... But like you,
3: girls were into that. Yeah, you, you know? see. Well, so, yeah, you
1: see, like the cute punk girls, and you're like, oh, oh, they really like this or whatever. And then like you go to a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a hardcore band, uh, Minor Threat, and it's like, the fuck, this is a sausage festival. What's going on here?
3: <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And like these Christian bands were like more than that. Like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were they were a total sausage fest, and it was all Christianity, you know. So like these chicks aren't getting laid tonight. You know, like it was yeah. one of those like weird things where it's aggression I will, and I will, repression.
1: Yes. I will shake your hand, my lady.
3: <laughs> right. But I was into stuff that was much heavier, but I knew that like girls weren't going to be into it. So I, you know, would be like, Oh yeah, I'm really into Juliana theory. <laughs> you know? Love Juliana Theory. Actually, The guitarist singer of Juliana theory was the guitarist in the band. Zayo. Huh. who is still my all-time favorite band and uh we we've had guys from Zao on the show and like oh, wow yeah and so it was definitely one of those like weird things where i was willing to like yeah i'm into juliana theory i'm into emery i'm into you know uh i'm into mxpx or ryan k and like all the stuff that these that these girls liked and that was that was my whole thing and What's weird, too, is, like, I think back then, that was kind of the beginning of the deception. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, okay. So All it, right. You know, like, the, this idea of, like, okay, I'm going to lie about this thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love shit like Juliana Theory. I, I, I like kind of that more intense, like, emo stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, like, the pop bunk bands, though, were, like, very much like, yeah, I'm into MXPX. Yeah, I mean, I kind of enjoy listening to Zao more, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> right. And,
0: uh, Whereas you know, life
3: in general was my life for a <laughs> yeah, year. <laughs> it, it for real right. was. <laughs> right. It's so weird because it seems such, like such a long period of time, but we're talking like, what, six months, seven <laughs> yeah. months, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it these bands were like my ticket to like, hey, females are going to be interested in what I have going on if I'm willing to like play ball a little bit. <laughs> and that was one of the things that I was the most like offended by later in life is that I was, you know, very kind of deceptive, even though like I was righteous mm, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it was a little deceptive in the sense that like, you know, I was saying I was into all this stuff that I wasn't like a hundred percent into. And so I think that was kind of like when we were talking about like, Where it stopped, you know, you get all the way to 2005, 2006, and I'm starting to have, you know, misgivings about, you know, how I'm presenting myself to other people. And, uh, you know, I think it it really just took a lot of, you know, adulting and living real life and meeting real people and making actual connections with people that actually kind of made me realize that, like, hey, I'm not that I'm not very much fun to talk to. Because I'm super judgmental and I'm no fun to be around, and oh, so I yeah. think that
0: <laughs> Jesus, I didn't even like. I'm I'm putting the the whole thing together where it's like what you're talking about is like everybody. The, what I'm hearing is so let me not project what you're actually saying, but what I'm hearing is like you were in a place where like you had this ideal, and if people didn't match that ideal
1: like it was game over like
3: yeah they were out 100%. and
1: and what i'm hearing is so hardcore itself especially straight edge was such a like a a narrow point where people would be able to fit in where it's like all right you don't do drugs you don't sleep around you don't drink you don't smoke and you also like this type of style of music and now it's also, you don't love Jesus, you don't do this, you don't do that. Like, holy shit, that must have been, like, five guys sitting
3: around. <laughs> well, yeah, and the weird thing about Straight Edge, though, is that Straight Edge doesn't necessarily mean Christian. Right. Oh, you yeah,
1: know, not that, at all, not at all. The weird
3: thing is, like, we would, my band would show up to play shows with, like, five or six Straight Edge, you know, hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. And we would be playing, like, Under Oath-type shit. You know, we would be playing, like... Like, they, they would all sound like Terror or hate breed or, you know, like, <laughs> all, you know other bands. But they'd be like, you know, no smoke, no drugs, you know, all that. And, like, we would show up and be like, well, I mean, it sucks that you guys can't pay us in cash, but I guess this pitcher of beer is okay. <laughs> you know, like, so we would drink... Because there's nothing in Christianity that says you, you can't drink alcohol, you know? Right. And so that that was always, like, a big thing. And, like, I remember being, like, called out by, like, you know, by straight-edge bands for not, being like, fitting that aesthetic. Even though they would think that, like, we were like them because we were Christians. And, like, that was—it's so weird because, like, not only at this point am I being judged by Christians— but I'm being judged by people that aren't Christians. I right. think that religion is a crutch and and all this stuff. And I think I think the hardest part about it was that like we didn't really, you know, like we were a Christian band, but like I hadn't really thought about all these other stuff. Like at some point, you know, we did we did interviews with Christian magazines, and they wanted to know what my stance on abortion was, <laughs> or what my stance holy on holy shit reality was. And like I felt like I had to answer in a certain way in order to like
1: pass the test or something or
3: Right, right. And so like I a lot of the times I just I either just lied or I just you know, or I gave my actual opinion, which was the worst thing that we could have done. I mean <laughs> at one point I I said to a Christian magazine that like well, I don't think that Jesus would be a white middle class Republican, you know, and uh, <laughs> that did not go well. No, I know? can't imagine it
1: did. You can't imagine <laughs> it did it at wasn't, all.
3: You know, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say that like our band was like a rising star in the Christian metal scene. Like that's. It's not what I'm trying to say. Like we were a drop in the water of a huge, you know, lake. You know, right. like we weren't. We weren't anybody. But like, it was just one of those things where you know anytime I would say something like that, it would be interpreted as he's just trying to say this to get publicity.
1: Right. 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 Right, or,
3: right. He's just saying this in order to get people to, to check out his band. And like, that wasn't really the, that wasn't really the goal. I didn't know what to do. Cause like back then there weren't podcasts. Like I couldn't go on. I could go you on. You couldn't talk explain. Right.
1: Right. Right.
0: Right. It,
3: it, I couldn't give you guys the background behind, you know, what I was saying. and, So in that case, it was like, you know, somebody would send you an email interview with like 15 questions and you'd have to answer them the best you could. (laughs) And it was just really, you know, it was, it was a huge honor to want to be interviewed. But at the same time, it was like, shit, they're looking for specific answers. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that was really hard. So like, it really, it really was hard going from that to what we did on discography discussion because like, Ten years later, I'm a different person,
1: yeah, you know? yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Ten years ago, I was a completely different dude,
3: right i mean i was I was like, i mean in two thousand and fifteen, you know, I was hospitalized for depression and suicide and mm-hmm. and things like that, and like because I was working a job that was just like so all consuming and so intense that like I could, you know, I, I started losing all sense of my self-identity. And, like, that's really hard to report back to the quote-unquote Christian community because... Oh, a thousand you know,
1: percent. Yeah, yeah
3: and they're in their mind, it's like, well, if he was contemplating suicide, then he's not a Christian or he's never been one. <laughs> and, you know, like, all, all that weird stuff. And, you know, our band had been defunct forever at that point. And I just kind of figured nobody gave a shit, you know and uh
1: well right so and the people who say that are the people who never lived your life right because no. b- yeah. when 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 you get to that point i mean <laughs> people who haven't been there don't fucking get it
3: (laughs) right like because i had already had a kid at that point and it was one of those like oh my god i can't believe you would abandon your kid like that and it's like it's like no you
1: don't you you don't get it you really don't get it yeah
3: i'm not i'm not trying to like make a public spectacle of myself or anything of that nature and it was one of those it was one of those things where like people that were in my church didn't get it and so i didn't get the kind of kind of support that i wanted to get And, you know, it was, it was just really hard. Like the pastor was like really involved and like really supportive, but like everyone else didn't really care. And the shepherd
1: was involved, the flock, not so much.
3: (laughs) Right. Right. So like when we started our podcast, it was like, I'm just going to come on here and I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to talk and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to drink and I'm going to, you know, probably say cuss words. Oh my god, and you know, like all that stuff. And I mean, I'd say in the beginning we got some mail. You know, like from people that <laughs> that had heard us back on our old
1: right, 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 podcast,
3: right. You know, the old band and and the magazine and all that stuff.
1: You guys said bad words.
3: You guys said bad words. I cannot support you. You know, like, (laughs) yeah. And, like, we we got that. I got got one email recently that was, uh, I can't believe how liberal and fake you've become. (laughs) (laughs) Holy (laughs) shit. I I know. And I was actually upset about it, you know, like, for a little while.
0: Oh, dude, I have the thinnest skin. Like, yeah. Like I have to talk to everybody else
3: so they can be like, mm, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh... Right. Well, and especially on the podcast you're on, because you guys you guys actually do real music criticism and that, you know, we talked about that forever, I know, on on our podcast, but like it was you know, it's one of those things where like you're trying to make a definitive point mm-hmm. and people that are really attached to the certain ideal Or the certain, you know, in your case, it was new metal. Right. Well, like um, in my case, it was Christianity. So like we get criticized for we don't cover enough Christian bands on our show or we get criticized for, you know, if we cuss too much or if we're, you know, not what a Christian show should be. And I was like, there has never been any kind of indication from the beginning that it was a Christian show. Right. Right, right, You're putting that on this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At that point, it's your damage, not ours. (laughs)
3: Right, you have attached this ideal to this thing, to this piece of media. Like, how many people do this with movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> A like, million. Oh, my God, I watched The Exorcist, and it just wasn't Christian enough for me. I don't right. think anybody said that. Yeah. <laughs> they do. I mean, oh, my God. But, like, I mean, like, for me, it was just one of those weird Catch-22s where, I just at the beginning I thought you know because when we did that first episode of Metallica, I was like I'm not going to say any cuss words <laughs> because <laughs> I think that people are going to be upset by that because they know me they know Joe they know you know all this stuff and then it turned into kind of this idea of why don't we just do what we want to do yeah and let everybody else set, sort the rest of it out
1: yeah. yeah 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 absolutely
0: I don't I don't even think about how much we curse on this show anymore like not that i ever really even gave it a thought like well hold up (laughs) did i i did i did there There was there was was a a point
1: no but it wasn't you it was me because you guys kept bleeping me out when we were talking about a particular band well whose initials are ac (laughs) well
0: there was a whole episode where we said the band name anal cunt like Seventy eight times. Well,
1: I said it. You, you and Eric were like, "Well, okay, hold on, Matt." And then it was just beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I mean, it sounded it sounded like a truck was backing up. After a while, <laughs> um,
0: that band is garbage. <laughs> oh,
1: they're but but I mean, yeah, like they were spoilers. They were purposefully bad, though. <laughs> yeah. Well. Th- <laughs> We don't have to get into them. No, this, that was a different episode.
3: Discography discussion.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I can't wait for your anal con episode. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah,
1: I am really looking I forward to
3: Do it! I don't know if I can do it. Like I, no. I
1: don't know. I don't know how anybody could do it. But if you, you got, do review you got, the song Guy Lombardo, Matt and I want to be involved.
3: I've got to listen to every album. by that band. We don't do like, it. Everybody,
1: everybody should be killed. The album cover is okay. The songs I don't within or not?
3: Three children, like I. Oh. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, we're gonna have to do it eventually. But like, it's <laughs> it's uh, that's a weird part of a podcast too, though, right? Where it like stops being your podcast and becomes the listeners' podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. it's uh, it's definitely gotten to that point with us, and like, it's it's hard. But uh, no, I, I that I is feel- I
0: feel that so much oh well, i mean i kind of have it twofold where it's like i feel like the show is much more jenny and lauren's than it is mine and that's only residual garbage because of how i came in i was just going to be the producer and engineer it for them until they kind of figured it out and then i became this third part of the show
1: well, you were kind of like, you were kind of like Eric for Matters. Yeah. Well, I was where like, he was, he was originally just recording and then once in a while, like he'd chime in and then eventually he was just like, oh, it's Eric. It's part of, it's part of, it's part of the
0: thing. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that part. And then there's this other part where it's like, I am commenting on albums and bands that were somebody's favorite thing in the world when they were in high school.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know. Dude, when, I feel you 100%. When, when this band meant <laughs>
2: everything, everything to, them. to somebody. Yeah.
0: like, And I get it because it's like, Jesus. I mean, I've talked about Radiohead, but like 18 year old me was insufferable
3: with Radiohead. I feel you like 100%. Like, I mean, this whole idea of like, we're going to talk about corn this week or we're going to talk about you know like we're doing new metal may right now so like we're waiting for the hate to come in <laughs> <laughs> yeah like spoiler we have most of new metal new metal may recorded already but like nice. it's it's one of those like no like i feel i feel you 100% though like because, you know there's there's a certain perception you give off being part of a podcast where people think that like that's all you are
2: mm-hmm
3: is this this person on a podcast and like you know like you were saying with nirvana and radiohead and stuff like that's all stuff that i love like i love i love radiohead i like nirvana i like a lot of emo bands <gasps> you know like it's, it's, how, could it's you, this, right? how, how could you right i know how could you defy metal like this but like <laughs> you know it, it's one of those it's one of those catch ones because it's like Oh, well, Dan, he only listens to thrash and death metal. And, you know, I like all that stuff, but, like, I like other stuff, too. And I'm also a dad. So, like, I'm cruising around listening to the Frozen soundtrack pretty much 24-7, <laughs> you know, uh, or the Moana soundtrack, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was amazing.
1: The Moana, I was going to say the Moana soundtrack wasn't bad.
3: <laughs> it was amazing. I love it. I'd love to review that. Album on our show, but uh, you know I have a
0: lot I, to say about your welcome.
3: There you go. <laughs> great song, great song, dwayne the Rock Johnson. You delivered he in a way that never you did. could. <laughs> but uh, but no, like I, I feel you, like because yeah, you're talking about stuff that people love. Whenever you're doing legitimate criticism, it's one of those things where people aren't willing to hear it necessarily because like especially with like our show people kind of cherry pick what episodes they listen to yeah so it's like if i like this band i'm gonna to listen to these guys talk about this band and for the most part it's all good like we made it we made a conscious decision from the beginning to talk about bands that we liked mm-hmm. you know and but occasionally there's going to be an episode like an in, in flames where i just go off the fucking <laughs> you know i just go off the fucking script and you know, give how I, I really feel about it and all that, because I'm not about the deception. That deception was all part of the Christianity angle and telling people what I thought they wanted to hear. Right,
1: right. Because and I think that's, that's not what you want to do now.
3: Yeah, like a lot of Christians fall into that trap of like, I want to tell people what they want to hear because I want it to sound good and I don't want to misrepresent Christ or or, or whatever it is that I'm doing. But at the same time, there's a certain sense of like discernment in scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, they always talk about how like you're supposed to discern scripture, and you know, um, and and, and read it, and interpret it your own way, and and all that. So it's like that doesn't really, that's not really compatible with, you know, telling people what they want to hear. Right. 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 You know. So I think that you know, like, like with what we do. You know, it, it's more of just, like, an honest, unadulterated, you know, this is how we feel about it this minute. And I think that, like, one of the one of the big things is that, like, you have to just kind of ignore how people are going to interpret it. You know, you just have to be like, look, this is my thing. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. I'd mm-hmm. love for you to listen to it. I'd love for you to tell all your friends, you know, because there's, there's the business aspect of a podcast. But right. At the same time it's like, you know, we we wanna be we wanna be notable for what we do, not necessarily for what we what the content is always of what we do. You know, we we just want people to say, Okay, when I'm listening to this, I've got an honest opinion about about this or, you know, this Il Nino album sounded like this, or you know, Mm -hmm. or this you know, this Slayer record sounded like this, you know, and uh, and I think that in a lot of ways you know, people are just going to kind of interpret things how they interpret it. And it just, it just kind of sucks. And it's a personal struggle of mine. Whenever somebody suggested that I check this out and oh, I wasn't, yeah. and I wasn't into it. Yeah. Right. Yeah yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah. And that goes back to the Midwest nice, right? Where you, you, you don't necessarily want to hurt someone's feelings, but at the same time, you don't know this band,
3: <laughs> right? And if they did a shitty job on something,
1: and you heard audible mistakes in the recording, like
0: it's hard to yeah. Just I mean, who, who are you? Who
1: are you? Who are you doing a favor by saying it's a good record? Are you are you doing the fans a favor? The you know potentially thousands of people who are going to buy it. Or are you doing the person recorded a favor? Where they knew there were audible, you know, mistakes in the recording,
3: right? And that that's <laughs> that's just it. Like when I recorded an album, to be honest, in 2018, I would have appreciated somebody sitting me down and being like, "Hey, buddy, look, <laughs> here's what really sucked about this. Right? <laughs> I think you guys, I think you guys really need to take it in this direction next time." Or right, think, right, right, right. You know, you guys should have done something else, because yeah, our record—I mean, it's got mistakes on it. It's got, you know, it's got my religious zealousness on it too much. <laughs> and you know, like it's—it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I would have really appreciated somebody just being honest with me. And I think that's—that's that's kind of the life goal that I have. Is just—it's just honesty. You know, whether it whether it upsets somebody or doesn't upset somebody. And I'm not talking just about music. I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, friendships, relationships, you know, that sort of thing. Where like, you know, there there's a lot of people that, you know, want to just continue to be friends with somebody. Even though that person's maybe making choices that don't really benefit them as a human. I think sometimes you need to have... You know, you need to have that outside opinion. You need you need to have some. You need to run it by somebody else. Yeah. Before before you just do it because, you know, the human memory, the human mind, our emotions, the way it all works, is that you know we we tend to be very me centric. On all of it, it's about how I feel, and it's about what I think, and I think sometimes you need a little bit of like iron sharpens iron, kind of kind of mentality with your friends and and family where it's you know maybe sometimes you need to be able to listen to some advice from somebody else to really understand and like for me as a christian i take more advice from people that aren't christians because they have that third party you know they're they're able to separate themselves from the religious aspect of it that the 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 emotional the dogmatic
1: aspect of it and, right the, yeah.
3: the emotional the dogmatic you know the spiritual part of it and that advice is actually really crucial because i think none of us none of us really have a mirror on ourselves 24 7 to where we know how we're coming across
1: right absolutely or,
3: or how we're acting you know and You know, I mean, every now and again, we might, we may be able to break those walls and be like, oh my God, I came across this total asshole on this. But I think having other people there to be able to be able to point that out to you sooner is really a good thing. And like I said, that's, this is not about necessarily music or, or podcasting or, or movies or, or any, any of the stupid shit that we consume. But I'm talking about like, Actual, like real life situations, like who you choose to spend your life with, who you, you know, absolutely, who absolutely. You spend your time with, yeah. And I, right.
1: at my, at my, my new job, because at previous jobs I have had the critique of often being too abrupt and, you know, having really strong opinions and being really abrasive at my new job i run my emails past at least one person and say like hey am i am i coming off as abrasive or as you know a- anything other than what i intend to come off as and and they'll look at it and they'll be like no you sound you sound good or <coughs> you know change change this one word or change this sentence or something because I don't want to come off as the way that I have before. I want to come off as better than I have before, right? And so sometimes I need people's opinions that don't know me well because those people aren't going to have the same biases I might have. So someone who doesn't know me well... right? seeing my email but knowing me well enough to know what i'm trying to convey can go through that and say take out take out this sentence change this sentence and then take out these two words and i get you like i wish that i wish there was a service right that if it was for christians you would have like you know uh, a muslim a jew and a hindu who could be like no, 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 don't say that. <laughs> or like if you're a programmer, to have like a you know, a network engineer and then an architect and an English major, but like, no man, that's not what you mean.
3: <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that. Right. No, that's I agree with you. That'd be really convenient to have
1: uh, <laughs> guys there's there's our idea right there let's start a business <laughs> let's, do start it. let's do it fresh don't perspectives <laughs> yeah.
3: don't cut me out with this cut cut me out of this even though you you know came up with the whole thing yourself but uh, <laughs> you know no like that that would be amazing to have is just you know you can call it like run it by you know yeah like, yeah yeah you absolutely just, you just type something up you send it you, you know you submit it to run it by
1: yeah, and they have like they have like a pool of like a hundred people of different professions. We'll, and we'll take a look at your
0: Facebook posts and be like, you don't, don't do it, bro. Do bro. Don't do it, bro. Just don't. Just don't. Yeah. There's, don't. There's, there's no joy in Mudville if you po- if you post this.
1: No, I know
3: you want to, but don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, word.
1: That word looks ugl- uh, uglier written than said. Don't, don't.
3: That's ninety percent of why like all my social media stuff is so like podcast related or nothing at all. I, so, like, agree. I take pictures of my kids and upload it, but like beyond that, like I I don't talk because like if I talk, I'm gonna piss literally everybody off that I yeah. know, and like I can't I can't be that guy anymore. I can't right. Uh, I can't right. be the savior of the lost. If that's if, if that makes sense, like mm-hmm. because everybody that posts on social media is like fighting a battle to a certain yeah. extent. Like everybody's got that dragon to slay, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Whether whether that dragon is abortion or, or loneliness, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, or if it's Donald Trump or it's Hillary Clinton or it's 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 wherever you fall, you know, it's one of those like, you know, I. Like you're trying to slay that dragon and you're also trying to promote yourself in a sense of like, look at how fucking clever I am. Like everybody's trying to find that mic drop moment.
1: Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
3: everybody wants to have the most intelligent tweet or Mm -hmm. the most intelligent Facebook post. And it's so funny because the rest of us in of humanity are looking at these posts and are looking at these tweets and we're like shit this is really trite right like this is this is the kind of shit that people say to get people to like you know like a like a recruitment tactic you know it's like and i know i'm not saying anything original or new but like it it is it is very bothersome like i have a cousin who posts shit online like the most recent thing that she posted and I'm going to be pissed if this doesn't end up in the podcast. But uh, <laughs> the most recent thing that she posted was, uh, you know, like something about like how cell phone companies are going to disseminate your cell phone number to everybody else. Like, and I'm reading it. and I'm like, this isn't true. <laughs> like you post it that isn't true on a daily basis to the point where I'm like, is it a joke? Like, do you post this stuff because it's funny? Because it's not true? <laughs> well, like, there's all these people out there that are going to, like, actually believe what you say. Right. And, and then like, forward
1: it on and, oh and, and retweet it. Like, or, I
3: can't yeah. live with that. You know, like, that's, that's, the was the whole part of the Christian metal thing and the Christianity stuff. It's like, I can't live with the fact that people think that I'm being for serious.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> about this stuff. And, like, that, that just, that's just completely. Derails me and, and blows my mind And I, I spend more time being upset about it Than I should But like you know I'm I'm all about media literacy With people and that, that That's one of the hard things is being like a Self-professed Christian is that like There's not a lot of room For media literacy Yeah In, yeah. in a lot of the stuff because like People that are hardcore Christians there is a Perceived war on Christianity that's there that isn't Really there No no. Yeah. <laughs> Like not at all, but it's it's perceived like, oh my god, they want to put they want to put fucking chips in your pets. That means they're gonna put chips in your kids. Okay, well at one point you you reported something that was factual, but then later on you've made some kind of weird jump. That isn't really
1: yeah. yeah, You um, made a slippery slope argument
3: who doesn't want to be able to find their lost cat on their iPhone? Yeah. You know, like (laughs) that doesn't, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. But but like, we're going to be chipping your children and that's the, that's the mark of the beast. And it's like, well, you guys are recording a text. That's multiple thousands of years Years old. old. It's really just guesswork at this point as to (laughs) what they were really, what they were really talking about. And like, that's, that's the hard part for me, because, like, my wife always tells me, it's like, you'd make such a better atheist than Christian, you know, <laughs> because you're so damn critical about everything. <laughs> but, like, you know, that that was part of my departure from the church, so to speak, if you want to call the church a collective whole, was, like, I, I researched it. I was, like, really diehard into, like, creation science uh, back in the day. Oh, like, wow. Was, really? Yeah, dude. Like, Ken Hovind, who <gasps> was in for the past ten years for tax evasion.
1: Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, even though Jesus has to give to Caesar, but whatever. What the fuck <laughs> do I know? But uh, you know, it's one of those like weird like I was really into him and like creations. I've actually met Ken Hovind. I have actual Polaroid pictures of me and my wife shaking hands with uh with Ken Hovind uh at the St. Louis Science Center. Oh, and, wow. Uh, they're having, like, Christian night there or something. But, like, <laughs> it was so weird that, that that we had that. And then he goes to jail for tax evasion. And then I start looking at, like, all the shit that he says. And it's, like, not all that different than, like, a Donald Trump in the sense that, like, he says things that, like, he knows conservatives are going to get behind, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. it's, it's very calculated and planned out, but it's kind of sloppy at the same time. And so, like... You know, you, to, just to further your guys' reputation as being a super left wing podcast, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but I know I'm, I'm very much that. It's weird to get a left wing Christian.
0: You know, we're glad to have you back on Truth Battles, Dan.
3: Right, Truth you know I mean? battles, Oh I, boy, it's time Truth to buy battles, the vitamins. Uh, <laughs> Truth it's Battles. Meal, it's it's going to change things. We're, but uh, we're gonna,
0: <laughs> we're, gonna give, we're gonna give you a year supply of manpower. The only uh vitamin <laughs> guaranteed.
3: Tactical wipes, fellas. Tactical wipes.
1: Fellas. wipes. You gotta perineum. keep your tank clean.
0: I'm your, into it. Your Perenia uh, will be uh
3: <laughs> beacon of light in an hour of darkness, my friend. Oh my god, I'm just gonna use that now. Is it a cool if I use that now? Yo, please. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, I mean we'll <laughs> look
1: away to give you your dignity, but excellent.
3: <laughs> but uh yeah, like it's it's weird being like a being like a more of a liberal as a as a religious person because it just doesn't it was, doesn't seem
1: it was crazy. Compatible. It was crazy going to a church in a, you know a catholic church in a predominantly polish and filipino area where just the the priest could have gotten up there and talked about how jesus was actually you know someone who grew up on pandora and was a 9 foot blue cat person and people would have been like you know, I remember seeing something about this.
3: Yeah, but isn't that true? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, like, you know no. it. I've read
1: it. We've seen it on the news. It's
3: <laughs> well, and something I'm super obsessed with is like cults. Me too. I'm not, me I'm too. Not currently a member of any cults, but you know the the jury's still out. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't think... be a
1: member of a cult who would have me right.
3: <laughs> well, like, yeah, I'm I'm really obsessed with shit like Jonestown, and you know, oh. Like, stuff like that like i listen to a lot of murder podcasts yeah and stuff, and when, when you find jokes. out
1: some of the shit that happened with jonestown man
3: that is bananas right well he goes from being like this conservative christian but is all about like equal rights it's like it's like all these cult leaders have this like we're gonna take the truth but we're gonna mix it with a little bit of shit <laughs> <you know? laughs> so like you've got like jim jones is like racial equality okay i'm on board with that there's nothing wrong with that and then like you start listening to his sermons and he's like i am god on earth and everybody on earth is a homosexual i am the only heterosexual on planet earth and it's like wait it's like okay what? buddy yeah like,
1: <laughs> come again
3: <laughs> but like the church members don't get that like these are the same people that are lining up to drink the flavor aid
1: yeah. Well and the people who you know. didn't got fucking shot, right? Like, oh yeah, they
3: did with crossbows. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: I mean like it's, it's bananas what happened.
3: It's yeah, just, and like I, w- I wish I had some kind of grand point in all of this, but like not very many people guys are kind to, not very many not very many guys are kind enough to let me talk about this shit on a podcast. But like it's uh <laughs> it's definitely one of those things where I'm just flabbergasted by the gullibility of people. Oh,
1: me too. Because as somebody who actually, and this is something I don't think I've ever admitted on the podcast before, someone Exclusive. Yeah. Oh, it's a matters exclusive. (laughs) Sweet exclusive. Someone who actually got conned into a pyramid scheme at one point in his life. Wait, 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 what? Yeah.
3: Please Um, tell me you were selling energy packets.
1: No. Long distance. Um,
3: oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents got me into it. To be fair, and it wasn't my parents; it was my dad. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, our friend Eric, was my first potential customer, and he goes, "Oh no," <laughs> because we went to the uh, we went to the Taco Bell because I told Eric I was going to buy him dinner, and we went to the Taco Bell that was at. Van Dyke in 22. Two. And I was like, So the reason I called you, and I could see Eric's face tightening up. And then I started talking about long distance, and I started telling him about the whole thing. And he goes, Oh, no. And he's like, Matt, that's a pyramid <laughs> scheme. And I was like, No, it's not a pyramid scheme. And he was just like, Does it do this, 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 and this? Yes, it's a pyramid scheme.
3: I'm reading the Fuck. definition of Wikipedia, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, to be
1: fair, to be fair, this was. <laughs> oh, God. I was going to say like 20 years ago, and I was like, nope, wasn't even 20. <laughs> I got it. It was, was yesterday. Come on. Well, no, it was like 18 years ago. But okay. still, like, that was long enough ago to know. Like, don't. Oh, wait, no, no. I wasn't. I'm sorry. I take that back. I was in college. Because. Cause Yuki was my first customer, and my friend from Japan. I conned a friend from another country. (laughs) Oh Jesus! We
3: got a nice bed in hell for you. Ooh,
1: well, after all the other things I've done, that that bed is gonna have like at least a very small VCR slash TV, (laughs) so I can. Oh God!
3: With old episodes of Who's the Boss on it.
1: You know what that would not be a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> it would be it would be like old episodes of I Blank on... Wonder? No, I would well, watch that too. I'm thinking think of like Tony- things I would definitely not have watched. Elf Tales? <laughs> You just keep going deeper and deeper, but you're going in the wrong direction. Well, I mean, I the Ishtar know. episode <laughs> of Elf Tales. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You,
0: just we can't. a little. We've got no, a
1: little. No, the no. Plane, no just, a, just, just a little mystique. Today uh, is Wes Leonard's birthday.
0: Yes. And all right. All right. We'll give a big shout out to Wes. Hey, we, Wes. We went to uh, Western Michigan University with Wes, and Wes was one of the coolest people that we
1: met when we lived in a house with like six other people. And, and he was also possibly the easiest person to make laugh that Matt and I have ever met. He just enjoyed laughing and he loved and it. Matt and I, it did not matter what Matt and I did, specifically Matt, but secondarily me. Um we could do just about anything and Wes would just laugh so hard. And it was a genuine laugh and not like a I'm laughing to be polite laugh. And so today I sent Wes a happy birthday message on Facebook that had Alf playing the guitar. Because he had an Alf
0: T-shirt that he used to wear around.
1: But the whole reason why we even know he had that (laughs) T-shirt is because of a joke I made about a guy that lived in the same dorm as me. And I was just like, and the guy would come out like during the winter wearing shorts and an Alf T-shirt. And he was like, he he looked at me really pointedly, and he goes, "What kind of Alf t-shirt?" And I was like, "I don't know." It was like Alf with like a spatula, and it said "I heart cats." And like I've never seen Wes move that fast in my entire life. He disappeared, and there were just like clothespins circling. (laughs) And then he came back, and he goes, "You mean like this?" And it was the fucking Alf t-shirt I was talking about. (laughs) And <laughs> so now, like forever in my mind, Wes and Alf They're are one and the same. Locked together. <laughs> next <laughs> time next time Alf slash Wes is in town, we have to take him for a beer. Unfortunately, you were not able to the last time he was in town. That's right. But I was able to, and Wes and I had a great time. And Love I got it. to meet his kids. <laughs> His kids are like Wes. You'd you'd love them. I would love
2: them.
0: All right. We've reached the part of the show where we need to talk about what we are into this week. Uh, It could be anything, uh, media, non-media, anything in particular. Does anybody want to go go, first? I
1: will go first just because I actually have something locked and loaded, and I'll get it out of the way really quick. I saw uh, Infinity War over the Friday. And I really, really liked it, and I can't talk about it because I don't want to ruin spoilers. Don't talk about it. No, nope, yeah. not gonna. I I'm just gonna <laughs> say that if you guys have anything to say to Hulk, better say it now. No, oh, come on. <laughs> Jesus. Not, no, Hulk is fine. Okay. <laughs> I just like doing that. Where a a friend of mine used to do that to me when 24 was like in the third season, and like just something bananas would happen, and so Jeremy would write me and be like. So, like, I can't believe Jack got killed. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be like, God damn it, Jeremy, I haven't watched yet. And then he'd be like, oh, uh, my God, oh. you were so stupid. So now I just like to do that to people where it's just like, oh, the one character that can't die, can you believe they killed him? <laughs> so, yeah, I I enjoyed it. And that is all I will say. And the I, ending I've, was bananas. I've enjoyed
0: uh, on Facebook. I, th- I follow this one guy. He's a comic. And uh, he did the variety show. And he wrote, "Can't believe it. I can't believe it about Doctor Who, dash <laughs> Infinity <laughs> War." Jesus, I, I just love like just getting it so wrong. wrong. It's like that picture of Nikolai Tesla where it says, "When this baby reaches 88 <laughs> miles per <laughs> hour, <laughs> you're gonna see some serious shit." Dash <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> Einstein. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where it's just oh, man. so wrong. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, Dan, do you have anything uh, locked and loaded?
3: Well, uh, I've been really uh, dated response. I've been really into Game Boy Advance this week. Yes. Uh, I recently uh, modded a Game Boy Advance, the original model, which didn't have a light on it. And uh, I added a, a backlit screen to a Game Boy Advance. And uh, I can now play my Game Boy Advance games with actual light in the darkness, which is a huge <sighs> triumph for me. And uh, that—that's what I've been into. I've been playing all kinds of old games on that.
0: Are you going to start a modding business where you get old Game Boy Advances, add the backlight,
3: and then uh, <laughs> flip them on eBay? It's been done to death. I, <laughs> you know, I maybe, but probably not. <laughs> That mod was so hard. It had to have taken three to five years off the end of my life. (laughs) (laughs) You figured it out, man. You
1: You did. You figured it out. The first one is always the worst.
3: Probably. (laughs) Let's see. uh,
0: This week... Well, um, when this this episode airs, it will not be this Friday the 4th. It will be the following Friday. So I can just say... um, Let's see. All right. This is where I blow it for you, Dan. In the Roach Coach 100 episode, uh, we do System of a Down's Toxicity. And make sure you check that out. Um, Make sure you check out all of Gabber Media's podcasts. But during Atwa, we mispronounce uh, Charles Manson is Charles Mansion.
1: Oh jeez. And I I get it.
0: I make the joke that that sounds like a mumble rapper on SoundCloud. <laughs> so I said that I was going to make a song as Charles Mansion. so oh, get Jesus. ready. I um oh, no. I made this song and I have to say, I am woefully proud of myself. I'm embarrassed in how proud of
1: myself I am. Are you? Are you? Tada! am proud of yourself.
0: I or am.
3: Is this the whole Matt Noss discography? This is. The... <laughs> if it is, then uh, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> you get to tell the truth. So here we go. This oh, is no. mission statement oh, by no. Charles Manchin. Oh, no.
2: Charles Manson.
0: Max right on beat. 2018. Roach Coach 100. Exclusive.
2: Charles Mishin. You can't miss me, this is how I know. Because I want it fast and my pockets flow. You should let me free, I ain't Cause on Charles mentioned this is how I roll. You keep this with
0: me, this is how I know. Cause I'm on your past and my pockets won't. You should Whoop. let me see how you go. Cause on Charles, oh, listen Meech to this fucking this verse I wrote. I take a girl to the club. Go on a go for your pee. I track her into the club. They want to check my ID. They must me out of the club. Gonna show me any love Says Charles, man You know that you ain't the one You can't mess with me This is how I love
2: Cause I'm
3: on your face I did this in 10 minutes Oh no, I don't doubt it but That's hot with a W <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, It is Oh, Charles Mansion
3: Oh my god, my whole life has changed now
0: Charles Mansion.
3: I'm gonna start doing a rap podcast. I'm done. It's over. So, uh,
0: uh, so when we record this, I'm dropping that single tomorrow.
3: Oh my god, dropping hot,
0: dropping Charles Mansion tomorrow. Um, there is a band in 2011 called Charles Mansion, uh, but they haven't put out anything in forever. And then there's a DJ that. Has Charles Mansion, but his handle is something else. So I think I'm in the clear. And I went to YouTube Free Beats to get the beat. <laughs> so I was like, sweet. And then I just uh, I brought out my vocal performer boss pedal. Yep, yep. And I was like, all right, Matt and sing along singers pedal. <laughs> in effect, I was like, let's just <laughs> put the most amount of ridiculous reverb on my voice as possible. <laughs> Charles Mansion was born. I I had a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's what I'm into this week,
1: Dan. Thank you so much. Thank
0: for you being so much on
1: the show. This was a great, great episode.
3: Anytime, hopefully, any of this is usable. All of it's usable. <laughs> All <laughs> of right. it's
0: usable. Um, Dan, how can people get in contact with you and check out discuss metal or well, dis- discography uh, discussion? I always call it discuss metal. You need to help me clarify that.
3: <laughs> okay, well, discuss metal is like our parent company. Um, and uh it's it's our brand so to speak and discography discussion is a podcast there we go produced by Discuss metal if that makes sense similarly to the, to the way that matters and uh roach coach are produced by gabber media okay uh, all right discography discussion is a discussed metal uh podcast meaning that we might have more in the future but we'll see uh since uh but discography discussion if you want to know anything about that podcast you can check us out at www.discussmetal.com or on Facebook at facebook.com discographydiscussion discography discussion. We have a page there, and uh, we post new stuff every week, much to our chagrin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you can get in contact with us at Matters Pod on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Matt Noss on Twitter. I am at Karate Dracula. And we will see you on the next episode of Matters!
2: Matters. The
0: strange
3: Why do we still Brr. do that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do my hardcore screaming vocals anymore. That's, that's a point of contention I've had lately. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I get, Bye! I gotta get warmed up. <laughs>
0: M Matt, and I'm is Matt, and that's all
2: that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it was a
1: good try. It was, it was a, a try. solid was try.
2: try.